Check, check, check. Hello and welcome to the Fridge Friends Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Martin, and I'm excited to announce we have Eric Cole in the fridge. Hello. It's nice to be in here. It's a very roomy fridge. (laughs) Yeah. We actually fit up to five people doing a podcast in here before, which is probably a record for people in a fridge. I would imagine. Unless still, they're like pygmies or something. Well, yeah, sure. But that are we still allowed? Can we call them pygmies? Are we allowed are to we do allowed dead to... baby jokes still? Because <laughs> you can fit a lot of them in a fridge. You can fit a lot of dead babies in a fridge. That's true. Uh, Somebody call Indiana Jones. <laughs> uh, Eric Cole's local Boise comedian, and uh, he's actually one of the veterans around here. Yeah. How long do you say you've been uh, doing comedy? Uh, it'll be eleven years doing stand up in March of this year. Damn. Yeah. 11 years, so how many people are still doing comedy in Boise that were doing comedy when you started? Uh, There's a few. Uh, Not too many are uh, still as active as I am, Uh, but they're all still hilariously funny. Uh, Like, well, one at Moondeck, uh, still around, still doing stuff. Um, He had been doing comedy when I started doing comedy. Emmanuel Vera, Dustin Chalifaux. Um, Emmanuel's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're actually you at the uh, he did yeah the year he advanced <laughs> yeah good for him. <laughs> we're actually gonna do uh, we're gonna co-headline um, in March in Pasco, Washington. Oh, nice. Yeah, oh, yeah, so that'll be fun. Is it gonna be you two and then someone from Pasco, or are you bring? Uh, no, actually, uh, Nico Lukov is oh, gonna be nice. uh, hosting for us. Oh so. yeah, I just had him on right yeah. before. Nice. And, uh, yeah. So that'll be fun. He taught me the ins and outs of uh, Zoom and VR comedy. Okay, and, okay. And he told his famous Bill Bear, Bill Burr story. Wait, he's got a Bill Burr story? <laughs> I've never heard such a thing. Oh, I've never you, heard him mention it once. You have to check out the podcast, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> well, yeah, that'll be fun. March 9th and 10th in uh, Pasco. Pasco the first night, and then I think Kennewick the second night. So yeah, that'll be sweet. That'll be fun. Oh yeah, have you ever uh, done shows for that same venue out there? Is the first? I uh, know this will be the first time I'm going out there, uh, and I think it's only like a four and a half hour drive, so that's not too bad. Yeah, it's not yeah. bad, and that's exciting too. New venue. Yeah, yeah, should you know, be it's fun. gonna be a great show because you got the co-headline, Emmanuel Strong. You're strong. Yeah, yeah. should be fun. Should Even be a lot. When he shits the bed, everyone's still gonna have fun. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I think I think all three of us at the end are gonna do. We're all gonna take a shit on stage. We just we maybe we still have to iron out the details, how it's gonna work, what we're gonna eat beforehand. Yeah, then you'll definitely reach your time. Yeah, I mean. and you know the it's guaranteed that they'll have us back. So, wait, you mean you all three of you took a shit on the stage? Uh, yeah. All at the same time. Thank you very much. <laughs> it's kind of our opener. <laughs> That's how we start the show. And then the rest of it is fucking smooth sailing. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Uh, I mentioned that uh, Comic of the Year contest. You were a judge for that last night. I was. But they're switching out the judges every week? Yes. There's going to be different judges. Uh, and then next Saturday, the 14th, will be the judges showcase, uh, uh, which I will be a part of uh, right before... You and I yeah. are doing the Show Us Your Tats show show us at your tats, uh, volume, volume 1. one. 
Yeah, that'll be sweet. Uh, this episode's probably gonna come out after that, but uh, all right. Well, if we you were great. if you didn't go, like fuck we you, were, right? We were very <laughs> funny, and it's a shame that you missed it. You pieces of shit. Yeah, and somebody's gonna get a distasteful tattoo live on stage. So yep, yep. I don't know if that's true, but it's fun to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can you can you believe? That Tilly got that tattooed on her ass in front of everybody? <laughs> and, I mean, the hygienic environment of oh, yeah, a well, bar in the middle of the night. <laughs> that's the perfect place for a tattoo. Yeah. And so of... is your ass. Exactly. Exactly. I saw uh, someone had the word creature tattooed on her ass. Like a tramp stamp style or like on the no, cheeks? No, like on the cheeks. And oh, yeah. It's like, all right. So then is the A... Hole the a hole? No, oh. no. <laughs> it's like uh, the middle of the word. Yeah, no, it didn't. It uh, wasn't that. Uh, I actually, I was. Uh, so BJ Hurry, okay, another local comic, uh, yeah. on New Year's Eve was like, "Hey, if you're a comedian, come hang out at the Torch," which I never do. Like, I don't go to those places because, like, if I want to spend money on a woman who's going to pretend to be interested in me and then not sleep with me. I'd rather go to dinner first, <laughs> yeah. you know, like let's then at go. least you're full. Then, yeah. And then at least I get a meal. Empty. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, okay, I got some time to kill. I'll go hang out for a little while. And, uh, I mainly stayed by the DJ booth Yeah, and, uh, yeah, she was just walking around. I saw, so I stopped her. I said, I hope this isn't rude of me to ask, but it was a stripper with creature yeah. tattoo. Yeah. Like, oh, why do you have, why do you have creature She's like, oh, it's a skateboard company. I'm like, oh, well, did they pay you for that? She's like, no, I just really like them. I was like, all right, more power to you. Thank you for your time. Yeah, that's the best advertising that Creature Skateboard Company ever has <laughs> is being on the ass of a stripper at the yeah. torch. <laughs> yep, yep. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, that was on New Year's Eve? New Year's Eve, yeah. Yeah, they he, he started DJing there full-time, DJ Hurry, so he's been sending out little yeah. invites to different events, which is like, like you said, you know, I don't really go to the strip club. But when you get a message, it's like, hey, you guys, if you're comedians, you get in for free and you get VIP and all yeah. that stuff. I'm like, I'm like, all right, I'll go. Well, I'll usually go check it out. I just I'm like, yeah, yeah, because I mean, again, it's like it's not. I don't know when when I was younger, yeah, I you know sure, but like. I'm almost 40. Like, I don't want to be one of those guys. And it's a lot easier to tell the fakeness when it's not like a nuanced thing. It's not like your first couple couple times going. You're like, yeah. oh, she's being nice to me because she wants $20 for a lap yeah, dance. Which is fine. Like, go do. I, I don't, you know. I. Uh... It'd be better, I think, as you get older, if they're just real with it. If they're like, hey, like you like these tits? Like, yeah. well, I'll I rub mean, them in your but, face for 10 bucks. But that's the you thing, know? though. Like, you should, anybody, you should know going in. That that, but that's the thing that, like... You know, people think that the waitress is hitting on you. She's not. That's true. She's yeah. being nice. It's her job. She's trying to make money. And, you know, so yeah. I don't, you know. Sometimes that backfires, though. I had a chick at my work today get talked to by the managers because she was filling up a dude's coffee, like, leaning way over the table. So she, like, brushed him with her tits. Oh. And his girlfriend was on the other side of the table and got... So upset that she started oh, crying because of that. Mike wanted to Mike. talk to the manager about her acting like a stripper at a restaurant. Oh, come on. She and then she gets a purpose. talking to from the managers. You know and she I'm didn't like, do that on purpose. She Yeah, you got if you're <laughs> it's if, an accident. If you've ever waited table, yeah. you know like you gotta reach 
whatever. And then if you got big tits, like, what uh, are you supposed dude, to do? Like, I, hold them back? That would be more weird, you know? I, I waited tables for so long that I finally had to just, I had to quit because I started feeling like, uh, like an athlete who stayed on the field too long, you know. Like I, I, I knew I should have retired last season, but the they they offered me too much money, yeah. and then you know everybody Stephen A. Smith said I was terrible, so I had to stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I recently just got into the the serving thing again. I did it a long time ago. I lived in Island Park, Idaho, which okay. is like the last town in Idaho before you get to Yellowstone National Park. Okay. There's only one restaurant, only one waiter. That was me for a little while. (laughs) (laughs) So that was like a cool job, but then I stopped doing the waiting thing. I recently just got back into it, and I'm like, this is a lot different in a city full of people. Yeah. (laughs) You know? And it's a strange beat. I I think something that should happen is in high school, every two weeks, they should pick – a couple of different people and everybody has to do it where every two weeks you have to wait on your classmates in the cafeteria. So yeah. you, you take their order, bring them their food and do all the things that a server would do. Maybe you get, you know, they give you like an extra credit or extra something, milk. something Some. you get, you, you, <laughs> would, you would get something for it. You know, yeah. you, something you can, you know, put on like a college application or whatever. Right. Yeah. But, I think some type of work experience, yeah, something, and yeah. then everybody has to do it, so everybody cycles through. And then I think once they all graduate, there'd be a lot less shitty people who go out to eat, absolutely. And there'd be people with actual work experience when they're going to get their jobs to get them through college, or yeah. But I mean, you can you don't need experience to wait tables, they can anybody can well, anybody can do that job, oh, for sure. But like, I and I don't mean to say that, like. That, no, you no, know no, what I mean. No. Like, anybody can fucking, do it. Anybody Not can everybody do that can job. do it like well, but yeah. like, anybody can do it for yeah, sure. Yeah, they can uh, train you. But people I know, are I think telling would... you what they want you to bring them, and then you bring it to them. Yeah, it's like, and you don't even have to go on like a treasure hunt. Somebody <laughs> else makes it. Yeah, right. and it's it's a demanding job for sure, and it's yeah. definitely hard. And I that's why I had to stop doing it because I just couldn't handle it anymore. Yeah. Like my these old legs only got a couple bends left in them, as my buddy Dustin <laughs> Shalifa likes to say. Uh, <laughs> and he knows just how many bends they've had. Huh? Yeah, you know. So, uh, yeah, but no, I think if that was a, if that was a thing in high school, you would have a lot more people that weren't shitty to their servers when they went out to eat because they would know, even if they never wanted to do that job again, they would say would have that experience of like, well, fuck, I had to do this for my friends. Could you imagine? You know, I, mean, I don't know. I think that would be a I think it'd be a yeah, good idea. I think it's a great idea for both aspects of it because you get to try something out and then you'll feel a little sympathy for the person doing it. And then you get to firsthand experience what you don't like out of the person on the other side of that and not be that guy when you exactly. go out. The worst customers for sure are like college age or late high school age kids who are just now you know going what? to restaurants for their first time. You know what? I I found that that's not always the case. Like yeah. at least, at least not recently. Like the, because they, I, I've more, more often than not, I had the negative experiences with the older people. Oh, really? Just, yeah. Like they, the, the ones that feel entitled yeah, or yeah, yeah. who feel that like you're below them because you're a server. Like, 
fuck you, dude. Stay home then. Make your own goddamn cheeseburger. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, this job's important because yeah. you're coming here every couple days. Yeah, don't like... be an asshole. Like I don't, I don't care how much money you make. Like don't fucking. Yeah, there's definitely like the entitled people. That can be a rough customer, the super picky, like everything's got to be the way I want it to be, and then I'm going to talk down to you because I know that I'm setting an expectation that can't be fulfilled. That's yeah. shitty. But I've noticed, like, by far, like, in numbers, you can judge a table by the age and know for sure, like, hey, this is probably going to be a shitty tip. They're probably going to be pretty messy and loud. If they're the younger age, group, yeah, you know? yeah, maybe. I've had know. some super I mean, it's polite been, ones. It's too, been a while. You know, it's but. been a while since I've done it. Like I, I quit serving uh, in 2019, so I don't know if hey, the perfect time you didn't get shut down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was oof, that was that was rough. Yeah. Let's not let's not bring the the tone of the show down. <laughs> These are the fridge friends. It's not hard the... to get tips on to go orders. Yeah, no, absolutely, yeah. but. Yeah, I don't know. That's a it's a demanding job, and more power to those who keep. Like I don't know how, like they're fifty year old servers. Like I, how do yeah. you how do you have the energy? How On do you your have feet the, all day. Yeah, and like, like I, that's just conditioning. You know, what I mean? like it. Yeah, it's natural. More, more power to you. Oh, keep yeah. up the good work. Speaking of demanding jobs, uh, you're big into wrestling. Did you ever used to like mm-hmm. wrestle though, or always just no. been a fan? No, I've always been a fan. I've I've always wanted to be a wrestler. Uh, I'm a fan. Can you tell? Yeah. <laughs> Head to toe, NWO. Uh, too sweet, baby. Rest in peace, Scott Hall. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I've always been a fan, and I've always wanted to do it, but I never had the discipline to, like train yeah. and keep myself in shape and do Take all that steroids stuff. all the yeah all the classic yeah, wrestlers you know? like <laughs> I, I actually have been involved with uh the idaho wrestle club we had our most recent event on december 31st yeah uh, you like host the elbow drop i'm the all their i'm the commentator okay yeah so i'm the one who's sitting there going and look at the size of this man Hell He's yeah. huge. <laughs> what a leg drop, like things like that, yeah. which is a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. And it's if you if anybody if you have a chance to go see Wrestle Club live, I one hundred percent recommend that you do it. Uh, it's a great time. And I put, I, uh, I saw they put you in a video game because of that. Yeah, 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 I am. I'm a yeah. I'm a downloadable character. On you uh, can be Eric Cole yeah. in a game in WWE Two K Twenty Two. Search the hashtag Wrestle Club. Uh, and yeah, you'll you'll be able to download me and all of the other uh, superstars that yeah. we uh, that we work with. And yeah, it's a great it's a great time. They're great people. Uh, and I did uh, I I actually went to a couple of training sessions just to see like if I could handle it. Yeah. And I quickly realized that I <laughs> I need to like get in shape on my own first. Yeah. Before I try to do this, because woof. I feel like, like that's how a lot of people that go into any of the combat sports stuff are. Yeah. Is they're like, I'm going to try this out. And then they get in there and they're like, you need it, extreme physical conditioning yeah. before you learn all these 100%. techniques. Or you else like, you just can't do it. You absolutely have to. Like we did, uh, we were doing like squats, you know, like the you sit down and stand up, sit down and stand up. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't stretched properly. And then for like three days, sitting up and standing down hurt oh yeah unbelievably so yeah if there's to anybody out there who's like wrestling is fake blah 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 no it's not 
Yeah, like the, it's maybe, real you know, athletes, real yeah, athleticism. Absolutely. They're doing real crazy shit. They yeah. might have some theatrics going on. Oh, yeah, no. The it's moves aren't it's a show. It's supposed no, to be but, a performance. Yeah. But those are real athletes for Absolutely, sure. and they're you know, top-of-the-line athletes. Like, they're yeah. just some of the best athletes in the world. Well, and Brock Lesnar kind of showed people that when he switched over to UFC. <laughs> well, He's like, you well, guys think I'm a joke? Like, well, Brock Lesnar <laughs> is a is a one-of-a-kind human. Like, <laughs> That's true. Like, there was a, a commentator, uh, Pat McAfee, who was also a former football player. He might have heard of the Pat McAfee show, and he, yeah. he's a he's a big deal. Uh, he once, when Brock Lesnar was coming to the ring one time, he goes, if the aliens came down and said, take us to your... This is the human we would introduce to the aliens <laughs> to scare them off yeah. because Brock Lesnar is just in a league by himself. There's nobody on the planet who can fuck with Brock. Like I'm fully convinced he's, he's not, he can't be fully human. Like, I don't think he, he's, he's just an amazing physical specimen. It's absolutely. Just, yeah. He's, he's Brock Lesnar's in a category like all by himself. Giant, but just the <laughs> right amount of like heavy yeah. muscle. Yeah, and, and he doesn't give a fuck. Like yeah. if, if, if he doesn't, he does not suffer fools. He doesn't like people. He's not. He's not a guy that like like you have to approach him the right way. In re- and I, I've never there's met no him. pandering. He's like you guys are gonna like me, or yeah. if not, I don't give a shit. Yeah. And, but and also like don't like uh, if I ever met Brock Lesnar in person, I don't know that I would approach him to ask for an autograph or like say anything unless it was that kind of a situation. Like if yeah. I'm just, if I just see him walking through an airport, I might just like give him a nod, you know, like, Hey man, I, I, I know, know you I are. know who you yeah. are. You're cool. I'm going to keep going. So you don't break my ribs. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, he's like, if I, if I ever met Eminem too, that'd be the same way. Cause yeah. he's been telling me for 20 years, don't approach me in public. I don't like people. I'm an asshole. And <laughs> don't I'm stand be an outside asshole. of the bathroom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, but yeah, no, Brock Lesnar is a, is a, a special case. He can do. I'm, like he walked on to the Minnesota Vikings, <laughs> and got a spot. Like, yeah. After being a wrestler, he had. I don't know how much football experience he had, but he was just like, "All right, they I'll give." Pro- they probably said, I'll give "Are you sure shot. you can do this?" And then he said, "Let me see your biggest linebacker." <laughs> yeah, right. I'm gonna fuck that guy up right now. Oof. And they're like, "All right, you're on the team." <laughs> My goodness, yeah. But no, if you get a chance to see uh, our next event. I'm, I don't even know. It's sometime this month, um, but yeah, it's a it should it, wrestle club. The Idaho wrestle club is a good uh, it's a good time. Yeah, and it's it's inexpensive. Uh, I think kids get in for five bucks most of the oh, time. It's all ages deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, it's ab- it's absolutely so. all ages. Yeah. yeah, it's it's fun for the whole family, uh, and it's been a lot of fun to be a part of it. So that's kind of my way to like be involved in the wrestling business without actually having to like. You know, take chops to the chest and yeah. shit like get that. stapled and fucking yeah, yeah, no, and plus yeah. it plays to your skill set too because I mean you've been doing comedy over ten years. You're used yeah. to being the guy behind the microphone, making yeah, so people that, that have helps. a good time. Yeah, so. that that does help. And uh, sometimes I try to see if I can get the wrestlers to laugh while they're in the ring. It hasn't happened yet because they're all professional and they. You know, but I'm that's one of my goals is to like make somebody at least go <laughs> like while they're in there with some some of the nonsense, yeah, that I say. So you're like, hey, I slipped in a joke in there, yeah, you it's didn't a, notice, but <laughs> it's a good time, it's a lot of fun. Hell yeah. Uh, 
And then I know that you're from New York. Yes. Did you ever start comedy there or you didn't start till you moved here? Well, I had done a little bit of comedy in New York. Not a lot. Uh, I had answered an ad uh, to host some show. It was, it was an improv show in Manhattan. Um, and I, I did it, I think, twice. Uh, but it didn't pay. Hosting it? Yeah. Yeah. And so I I I kind of had a feel for it and I was I was funny but not like I wasn't you know I I had only done it a couple of times so yeah, they were you know it was they were feeling I, it out. Yeah, exactly. It was fun, but mm. at the same time it didn't pay anything and I wasn't in a situation where I could give up a weekend night yeah to just go do something for free for which free, yeah. I mean granted looking back on it now I should have Mm-hmm. stuck with it and just made that sacrifice well, the longer you did comedy you realize how much you have to do of that yeah and, <laughs> but at the time i was just kind of like could i be funny uh, i don't know like i didn't know if it was something i wanted to pursue as a career at the time because yeah. i think i was only like 18 or 19 years oh, old so you're just kind of like playing with the idea of yeah. doing comedy yeah and, like, and this is the know, way i can get my feet wet basically yeah, but looking back on it i should have uh i should definitely have stuck with it and just been like all right well this is uh, i'll just do it and because yeah. it's you know it's been the best uh yeah so then when i moved to idaho um it, i moved here in 2008 so it'll be 15 years next month mm-hmm. um i got involved uh a couple years after i got here i got involved with insert foot theater which is uh which was a local improv group Okay. Um, because I had, you know, for years I thought... And are they still around? No. Uh, I mean, we we get together every once in a while uh, if the project is right and if the, you know, if it's going to be worthwhile okay. for all of us. But the group's uh, involved in different things, so it's not really that group anymore. Yeah, yeah. They're, they they're, still do improv. Yeah, they're off doing other stuff, and they're all incredibly talented people. Uh, some of the most talented people I've had the pleasure to work with uh, and definitely... Um, it was a great place to get started in comedy because I was always like the funny guy, like in conversation. Yeah. But I didn't know if that would translate to the stage, like making strangers laugh. Yeah. And then when I realized that I could do that with no prepared material, I was like, oh, well. Yeah, that gives you a different level I, of confidence. Yeah. Like I could give stand up a try and then. Here I am, eleven years later, and still going. And it's uh, the pandemic slowed things down for yeah. me a little bit, which I think is probably the case for everybody. But, yeah, um, I was I started comedy right after the pandemic, so yeah. but things I don't know what up. that's like, but I could tell from everybody's stories, and then just being in the pandemic in any industry, realizing some industries get hit real hard by that and live performances was yeah. one of the number one. Yeah. So know? that kind of slowed things down, but things are starting to pick up for me now. So that's, uh, that's nice. It's been, it's yeah, been a little exciting. bit of a struggle, like working back up to where I was before everything stopped. Yeah. Um, but you know, the, the new crop of comics are all pretty funny and it's, uh, well, thank you. Hey, you're welcome. It's, uh, <laughs> it's it's fun to like be the old guy, but also like fuck you. Watch watch my three minutes, you son of a bitch. Hell yeah! You know hey, what I mean. But like, it's grab a, the notebook. You're gonna yeah, want to. But it, but it's all it, it's all very friendly, and you know, I don't mean you know, I don't 
have anything you know i'm not the guy who's like these fucking kids don't know what they're doing yeah like yeah there's a lot of a lot of good talent right now and it's uh it's nice to see that the scene is growing and there's still a lot of stuff going on so it's nice it's nice to still be a part of it when we talked a little bit uh before the show that uh wise guys was playing on opening a club here in boise yeah i heard that that's exciting yeah for sure yeah because i mean liquid uh liquid was a comedy club that we had for a while which was a lot of fun um it was the only real like set comedy like they were where you could do comedy other places mm-hmm. but that was our only comedy club yeah where uh, any night of the week you go in there yeah, well comedy. not not any night of the week uh generally thursday through sunday okay um, yeah it's still pretty good which show. is yeah. is the main like comedy nights yeah anyway that people are gonna go out and do stuff uh, but then the pandemic shut that down now it's just a bar with like pool tables and games and stuff so yeah. uh it'll be nice to and and i mean i don't even i don't want to make it sound like there's no because i think the blue city does a great job with Absolutely. the stuff that they do uh at the mad swede yeah, location they kind of they took over from liquid laughs yeah, and yeah. supporting the local comedy scene i mean originally that was the stage that was in there was the stage from yeah liquid. yeah and then and there's then... you know the um lounge at the end of the universe has comedy uh so there's places to do it uh and like there's gonna um and a, a lot of other venues around town have comedy so yeah, I wanna... we did that uh rose show at watson's yeah you know? watson's absolutely yeah. watson's is a great venue uh it's a great setup for comedy um I like to say, dude. On the audience, the show. audience is hit or miss sometimes, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the case that's with true. anything. Like that's not, you know. Well, and it's better when they know multiple nights of the week they can expect comedy because yeah. then they don't have to like see a poster or a specific yeah, exactly. promotion for this show to know. Hey, it's Wednesday. Instead of just getting dinner, let's go get some laughs. And they go to this place and know there's going to be a show yeah. instead of it being like hit or miss. Exactly. But one thing I, I, I don't know if we talked much after that uh, Rose show. Oof. But, <laughs> that bro. Was, that was rough. It was rough, for one, because the dynamic of it. But another thing is I felt like it was just me and you. Yeah. Filling all yeah. this stage time. It's two teams of three people. And I'm yeah. like. Was, my team, uh, my team got behind the mic. Maybe twenty percent of the stage time, and then the same thing for you. And you weren't even like the named person who was supposed to be behind the yeah, mic. Yeah, but and, you're clearly the best roaster. So they're like, uh, well, just let him you. fucking do this. <laughs> well, you know? thank you. I appreciate that. I I do like roasting. It's one of my favorite things to do. You're uh, fucking good at. I, it. I like being mean to my friends in a. Uh, <laughs> which i mean you know and i think we all because you know we all do it like we talk we shit talk each other to each yeah. other's faces out at the club like outside Definitely. of in just regular yeah, conversations that's some of the so, most fun conversations too, yeah you know uh so that was fun but that that show got a little uh show got a little rough yeah just because like the the themes like the topics were it was all personal little, stuff. Yeah, it got real. We, we all kind of agreed afterwards, personal. like, if we do this again, let's keep it about, yeah, like, the, keep it light. why are you wearing the shirt and hat yeah, combo? Like, you who, know, like, like, who would be, who would be, who's the worst parent? Like, <laughs> yeah, and that was of, literally one of the topics. And, like, one and of them like, wasn't let's even. Let's that with who's the worst husband. Yeah. And, I'm like, what the fuck? And really, like, you and I were the only two on that show who, A, had kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, nobody else on the show 
And like there, uh, yeah, there were a couple. One, they were. You know, I don't want to get too much into it, but like, <laughs> yeah, it was it rough. Was just a, it was a weird. Well, I can was, tell was, the topics were going to be rough when I came into the venue, and the the guy who booked us for the show goes, "Oh." You always wear a hat, dude. I didn't realize you had hair. I'm going to change this topic about each other's baldness, and we'll just think of something else. I'm like, you yeah. just thought I was bald the whole time? Like, yeah, that was, uh, uh, yeah, it was, it started it's out It's my fun. fault for wearing the hat, but well, that I was mean, the only surface level one, and then he just crossed it off right away. I'm nope. like, it's going to get deep real quick. <laughs> yeah, it was, it got real, like, way too personal. And there's only so many times, there's only so many different ways you can say you're a bad husband with, before, <laughs> before it gets repetitive and boring. And or just I think, real mean. Like, yeah, yeah. You can and only then, go more mean with that one. Yeah, yeah and uh, the thing about a roast is, like, there's, some, it's, yes, there's an, an element of meanness to it. But it's also like in the spirit of this is supposed to be fun. Yeah. You know, like we're not we're not supposed to take personal shots at people. Like you can get up there and say that, you know, uh, uh, it's nice to see the uh, goblin from Lord of the Rings is here, which is just a surface level joke yeah. that you could say about anybody. It's little, yeah, it's a little and, bit insulting, but completely yeah. in a humorous way. As opposed that guy's to, not going to go home and be like, Oh, yeah. I'm never watching the Lord of the Rings again. Yeah, no, one, time, <laughs> you know, like... one time, Dustin Shalfo, uh, he had the greatest, one of the best roasts of me I've ever heard. He goes, "Hey, give it up for, give it up for Eric Cole. I loved you as the meatball on Aqua Teen Hunger Force, <laughs> and I, I laughed harder than anybody else in the room. I, that's, a, that's fucking great. Yeah, it's, it's a, a great, great joke. But like to get up there and just be like, you don't satisfy your wife. That's, <laughs> you know, that's not clever. It's just mean, and you wanna, you know, you wanna be clever with your, with the way you roast people. So, yeah, it was a, a bit of a weird situation. That, well, did you always do? A lot of roast jokes, or is that something that you got into like later on in comedy? Well, I uh, pretty early on in my uh, comedy career, I uh, was uh, picked for a roast, the roast of a guy named Josh Gross, who I hadn't met in person, um, but he had, I guess at the at the time he was writing for Boise Weekly, and he okay. had, he had written an article about uh, why Nickelback is terrible. Oh, and uh, that's original take. Yeah, and yeah. and I was I was asked I was asked to be on this roast, and one of the one of the things I said was, um, and I was trying to impress people because they were like, the Booker for Liquid was there, and like important people who could like get me work. So I was like, all right, I got to come out guns blazing, uh, and so I I said something to the effect of uh, Nickelback is one of the top ten selling artists of all time you're not even one of the top 10 comedians on this stage and there's a, <laughs> and there's 11 of us up here which was <laughs> that's a great joke <laughs> you know and so i i i've always you know i it's not something that i like seek out you know but if somebody's like hey where you want to get together and insult each other sure yeah i can sign well, me if up it comes naturally to you like you might as well lean into your strengths it, it really does Plus, I'm sure, like you were saying, you very first started, uh, well, aside from the little bit of hosting, doing improv, yeah. and I bet that plays into the roast thing a lot, because you got to be thinking on your toes and coming up with stuff right then, you know? Yeah, yeah, and I think in, um, you know, being able to think on your feet and, um, 
improv just you know you can it helps you roll with the punches a little bit better uh you can handle hecklers a little bit better because you're not you know stuck to a script you know yeah. and uh granted you want to have your material prepared sure. yeah but at the same time i think having that improv background does help in those situations especially in a case like with the show we did together where it was we couldn't really prepare yeah ahead of time because we, yeah, because we were like, waiting Here's for your the topic topics. And yeah, then, and then go. you have to you know, like. All right, well, let's see what I can. All right, he's uh, well, well, who's done more jail? Okay, well, uh, you're a dick, you know. Like, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think improv gets a bad rap because a lot of it is. Uh, and forgive me if any of my improv friends are watching this. A lot of it is very cheesy. I think you and I both know that. Uh, <laughs> looking directly into the camera to improv cheesy is not sincerity. a secret. We all know that it's cheesy. And uh, so I think it gets a bad rap, but it's also it's a great skill to have in your uh, in your skill set to be able to come off the top of the head with. Definitely. Uh, I hosted for an improv show before. Uh, nice, cool beans. Awesome. Von Johnson. Yeah, yeah, they do a great and, job. Yeah. And it was an amazing show. The whole audience was all in the whole time. There's great audience involvement in it. They played a bunch of improv games that also gets the crowd involved in it. Yeah. And it was hilarious, too. Like hosting it. I was the only one doing stand up on the show. Right. But it was the perfect dynamic. Oh, because yeah. Because it was like warm you guys up with a little bit of jokes, and then I'm going to introduce you to something completely different, but it's going to be an hour and a half of this. Yeah. So like you'll warm yourself up into yeah. it. And, the thing, and I had a lot of fun with the it. The thing about Austin and Austin and Bree and the nice cool beans is it's a little bit different from standard uh, improv just in the fact that a lot of improv is designed to be family friendly. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like whose line is it anyway? And yeah. um, there's a lot of other, there's a lot of other troops, uh, a lot of other improv groups in town who uh, don't work dirty because yeah. they want to cater to the largest possible audience, which is great and more power yeah. to you. And I've, well, there's I've worked... probably a big clean audience oh, for abso- improv as absolutely. opposed to stand up. Absolutely. And uh, they're all, you know, wonderful people. Everybody that I've worked with doing improv has been, uh, just a great person in general. Uh, but yeah, a lot of that is family friendly. So being able to kind of let loose a little bit with improv is, uh, is also a lot of fun because, you know, you can say fuck. Yeah. Uh, just, you know and what you I mean? You play, can play games that get a little risky. Yeah. Like, yeah. Have so dirty it's, topics in there. Exactly. You know? And, and also, I mean, you could take, you could take a dirty topic in like a family friendly show. It's just the way you, you maneuver it you know what i mean like you don't have to be so like if somebody gives you the suggestion of like um i can't even think of it like uh dildo yeah right you you don't have to use that suggestion literally Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like hey this is uh i've I've made these uh i made these deers made these deer out of pickles these are my dildos you know what i mean like that kind of a thing uh which Granted, it's not the funniest thing that I've thought well, of, but we uh, already said improv's a little cheesy. Yeah, it, and it's it's that kind <laughs> but of a thing. It's uh, clever, which and is it comes why, off, you know, yeah, which is right why I think it gets a bad topic. rap. That's why I think yeah. it gets a bad rap because a lot of it is like, 
okay, yeah. I think more comedians should respect improv. I, I think on so, a, too. an app called Wisdom, where it's like people ask you random questions, and then you answer them, and it's like a way for me to like connect with different listeners of the podcast in that way, because right. they could just ask me, you know, like, what's your favorite breakfast, or whatever their, yeah. their question is. And somebody said, like, as a comedian improv gets a bad rap do you have any respect for improv and my whole answer was like i have a ton of respect for improv and i think they don't get enough respect because so many of the greatest comedians started in improv or have a background in improv i mean yeah like i mean you can the list is john belushi dan Aykroyd, john mulaney john mulaney tina fey steve carell will ferrell yeah uh you know, half of the half of the cast of Saturday Night Live over the last forty years. Oh, absolutely! A lot How of them could you come do out sketch of... comedy like Saturday Night Live yeah. and not be good at improv? Exactly. You know? So I mean, yeah, there's, there's so much talent, so many talented people. That... Yeah, and like the Groundlings improv group, yeah, famously, Second City, is where most like famous comedians who've done improv. Yeah. Had to go through those doors at some point. Yep. So Any... you can't count out that as a skill. No, not box, at all. It's, a, it's an important skill to have, I think. Because again, you know, and it's uh, in improv, you're you're working with kind of a safety net too. Uh, you know, stand up is more. This is me. These are my ideas. Mm-hmm. Like it or don't like it. For the next ten minutes or thirty, whatever it is, you're just gonna listen to me talk about this stuff. Yeah. Whereas in improv, you have a scene partner. You're not up there by yourself. So if I'm having a hard time getting going, I can rely on my scene partner to say, all right, well, let's do this and take it this way. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's in, and it's, there's a lot of skills you can employ in everyday life too. And you can always slough stuff off too with improv. Whereas you're like, Hey, I didn't want to talk about school shootings, but when <laughs> I talk about school shootings, they're like, this guy wants to talk about school shootings. Yeah, like, I yeah, I wrote this down for like a long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We can steer clear of that stuff in an improv game because yeah. you can take it wherever you want it. Uh, so yeah, if you're if you're one of those people who has a negative opinion of improv, you're wrong. Um, sorry, everybody's entitled to their opinion, even the wrong ones, I and think you're wrong. The same people who just have a complete shut door concept on improv are the exact same people that only listen to one genre of music only, <laughs> yeah. and the rest of them suck. You're yeah, like, I mean, you know, and I did like I get it, you like that, and but... that's a terrible way to live. Yeah. You know. Taylor Swift has some bangers. I'll admit it. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to listen to a whole album, but fucking "Shake It Off" is not a bad tune. Yeah, you know I, what I mean. Like, I laughed at that because like the last three podcasts in a row, somebody's mentioned Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift and how we're fans <laughs> of her. We're fans, and how I'm like always getting made fun of for being a fan. I'm like, don't fucking act like you don't like Swift. No, she writes. <laughs> she writes a catchy tune. You know. Yeah. Anytime Kelly Clarkson's on the radio, I don't. I stop skipping. Yeah. And she's great. Like, there's so much great stuff out there. Well, and there's, like, emotion to it that's yeah. different than just, like, uh, and she's the I'm only... so cool, this is my cool music, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> so only, you know, only so many times you can listen to the... Like, it's, it's not... After a while, yeah, I want something else. Like, I love yeah. pizza. I love pizza, but give me a cheeseburger every once in a while. You yeah. know what I mean? Absolutely. <laughs> uh, What's up, T-Swift? <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna make this into the T Swift fan podcast. <laughs> Fridge friends with Taylor. 
I'll just put like a little portrait of her yeah, back here every now and again. I'll <laughs> gaze into her eyes. <laughs> I mean, the way I have my camera set up, I end up like talking to you most of the time, and the camera's behind me, so it just sees the back of my head anyway. I might as well be looking at Taylor. Yeah, right? why not? Yeah. T Swift right up there. Yeah. Plus, I think she'd like the decapitated hands and I think so in the fridge. I kind of try to do that type of stuff to make it seem like maybe this is a fridge. And I expanded it to fit all the bodies. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Although I don't know that's that's the kind of thing you want recorded for posterity, just in case somebody takes this out of context. No press is bad press. I mean, if, uh, I, get, if I get falsely arrested because the body's in the fridge, that's fine. Yeah, but wouldn't that be like your fifth strike? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. There have been agents in Boom, the fridge before. roasted. <laughs> and that's how you do it, folks. Fridge yeah. Friends Podcast. <laughs> Clip it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but doing comedy for uh, that long of a time and staying primarily in the Boise scene, do you find that a lot of people like gain steam and then leave the scene, or do they move somewhere else because we don't have a big thing going here? Like, what do you see with the trend on that? Well, you know, it's. Um, I think there's definitely a ceiling for Boise comedy like yeah. there's only so far you can go in town uh which is not like there are there are some comics who you know don't ever want to leave like they're happy to they're happy to do their couple shows a month and like yeah. that's that's it but I think if you when want you reach a plateau and if you're comfortable on that plateau yeah. you can keep being like the best guy in Boise yeah and, and then... there's nothing wrong with that if that's yeah. what you want to do and that's how you're having fun and that's what you want to do for your life but I think most people uh, they'll build up a head of steam and then decide they want to go somewhere else because that's where the action is. And you yeah. want to see, you know, like, that's why I love going out of town to do comedy because it's a different audience, a different way of life, you know, like, cause mm. any from state to state, things are different. Yeah. Everyone's everywhere. got different perspective. Yeah. Cause they're getting life so different. The people that are around it's like, is different. Can I, like, I'm, I'm good being a big fish in a small pond. Yeah. But am I just, do I am I just good in this pond? Or, yeah. Like I want to go out and see, you know, if I can make you laugh in California. Can I make you laugh in Oregon? Can I make you laugh in Texas? Can I make you laugh in Florida? Like I yeah. want to go everywhere, and I think that's I think anybody who wants to do this as a living, uh, I think you have you kind of have to at oh, least definitely. you know test the waters elsewhere because otherwise you're just gonna get stuck in a in a rut of like all right well yeah. come, these are my people. Yeah. Here's my same know, jokes. And, yeah, and you want to build a following, uh, and you want to build a following, and you want people to come and see you, uh, which, you know, I haven't been able to do. Like, I, I'll admit, I'm not a draw. I'd like to be, but I'm not. Um, so, uh, if I can go out to other places, I'm not going to, I'm not going to leave Idaho just because my son is here. Yeah. And so, unless I can get well, permission. There's no better reason to stay than to exactly be around your family yeah you know? you know and unless i can get permission to take him with me then i'm not going anywhere so yeah. but you uh, do see that happen to a lot of people as they yeah. like, grow out of the scene i maybe they i don't know that i'd say they grow out of the scene but they're looking for something else they're looking for something new something more exciting and i'm uh i'm a big proponent of get out there go if you want to yeah. go go like uh, you i never know until you do it yeah like yeah. i left i left new york which is where most people want to go. Mm -hmm. 
You know what I mean? Like I, when I was working at the Hard Rock Cafe, I think I was one of like, besides the people in the kitchen, I was one of like two or three servers who was actually from New York. Yeah, everyone else. Moved Everybody there else and is trying to get a dream from, yeah, going. Everyone else is from somewhere else. They want to be on Broadway. They want to do this. They want to do that. Uh, and you know, so I left there to come here and start my comedy career, which is sort of the backwards way to do it. Um, but yeah, no, I, I don't know. Starting out, I think that's a smarter way to do it. Because, yeah, yeah. Like no. you might get less stage time and not be able to do as many sets in a night and all the stuff that you can do in New York. But here, one thing I've noticed is people get a chance to develop a craft. Oh, oh absolutely. It's a different absolutely. type of open mic thing. Yes, you can do five minutes, ten minutes, and build up time definitely and that's get what, comfortable with it in a low pressure situation yeah, that's know? what i think is nice about um the co this comic of the year thing that's happening is because i think the winners will get uh you know they get a 20 minute video of yeah. themselves and they're going to get booked for feature feature stuff which is great well, and that's perfect to send to yeah, get booked for yeah stuff exactly too, anytime exactly. you try to do the road they're like send me a video and then if you've only got open mic sets to send them Chances are they're going to be like, so you're an open micer. <laughs> you uh, yeah, maybe. I mean, I don't know. It depends, though, on the on the the quality of the material. Honestly, that's true. Because yeah. even if you're at an open mic, if you're crushing it, if that yeah. if it's a tape, one of my videos that I send anytime uh, I've done that if they ask for a less than five minute video is from an open mic during a uh, comedy for it. That they opened the back room of Mad Swede just to accommodate having extra shows during the comedy for it thing, and which is like, great basically an open mic environment yeah. but it was packed and then they had all these out-of-town comics the energy was really high i got a super good set out of that that i filmed nice. and so now i'm like if you're not looking for more than five minutes you just want a quick you know yeah. three four minute video that's the one i'm sending every time and you can tell because the ceiling's right here <laughs> you know that it's not like a prestigious environment well i mean i don't think but the environment again, great, again the environment doesn't matter as long as it's a good clip and uh, you know you're not sending them a clip of you bombing yeah you know then you fucking you could take a clip of yourself telling jokes in your backyard if people are laughing and you yeah, you know if true. the jokes are good yeah you know that's that's one thing but like yeah i don't think it matters where you're getting the video from but yeah no like I, the the competition is good because it gives people um you know an incentive to go out and support local comedy which i think we need more of Absolutely. um uh, there are i mean but there are a lot of producers in town who do a great job of booking uh rooms that are fun uh and they they're good at getting people out to fill the seats um, yeah that comic of the year thing was standing yeah, room was only standing last room night only. i heard it's yeah. sold out tonight and they're expecting like all the shows we sold out yeah that's a testament to blue city comedy absolutely they have only been around since the pandemic yeah and like already right, be, right able before to do, like, yeah, right, like, i think like a year before okay the pandemic and then uh they had to rethink some things obviously as we all did yeah uh, but yeah it's great it's great to see how it's grown and uh well, and being able to do, like, hey, every weekend, I'm yeah. going to have a sold-out show. Yeah. It's quality comics. We got this big opportunity for them, but the room's full every time. Right. Like, that's an amazing accomplishment in Boise, especially, like, we were talking about not really having a comedy club yeah. to be like, I'm selling out rooms for specifically comedy every week. Fuck yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> they, do, they do a great job. 100%. They do a great I'm looking forward to the coaches' show. Yeah. 
That's fun. It'll be fun because it's uh, not the coaches' show. Sorry, the judges. The judges' show. Yeah. Um, because it's a it's a low pressure situation. Like I'm not trying to win anything. I just yeah. have to go up, do ten minutes, and have a good time. That's always the weird thing about the competition aspect of it is like competing against your friends, and then also yeah. being like not just caring about how well you did on your set. But like, was that do, enough for the yeah, crowd? Was that exactly. enough for the judges? Did I like do the exact time that they're looking that's for? Why, that's all why the I dynamics. Don't like, I don't like competing. Uh, like I would rather I would rather judge a contest than be in it. Yeah. Uh, just because like I get you know my nerves get the better of me sometimes, and I don't perform as well as I'd like. Yeah. And then if I do perform well, and it's still not enough for me to advance. Then for like the next three days, I'm kicking myself and I'm pissed off and I'm in a bad mood. Yeah. And that has nothing to do with, you know, anybody else. That's just, fuck. Yeah, you know? what did so, I fucking do? I yeah, mean, I, exactly. did, I didn't advance last night and I felt like I did like a good set, you know? Yeah. And so... Well, I mean, to be fair, heard... to be fair, everybody did well yeah. last night. Yeah. Like it, there well, wasn't... All the people who won definitely deserve it. Yeah. There's there wasn't anybody but as a, on that as, a, as a judge, I will say, there wasn't anybody that I thought, fuck, what are they doing in this contest? Yeah. Like, it wasn't anything yeah. like that. I think everybody did a great job. Well, uh, that's the cool thing about the comic of the year versus the comic of the month is that you're like, all of these people have fucking material to be doing and deserve to be on that stage. Nobody bombed. Nobody like yeah. didn't know what to say or was like stuttering. They all like are comedians, you yeah, know. Yeah, absolutely. It was a great time, and there's, there is a lot of, uh, a lot of very solid, strong young talent in town, which is great, yeah. great to see. Well, I'd be excited to see what happens tonight because uh, tonight's lineup has quite a few like newer comics on there, yeah. and then there's a mix of people who've been doing it a while. But it's always nice to see that too, like yeah. that that mix dynamic because last night there was a little bit of that but there wasn't very many people who haven't been doing it that long you know a couple yeah. i mean there yeah but there was a there were a bunch of heavy hitters on the lineup oh for last sure. night i'm not sure who all is on tonight uh but as far as last night goes like yeah from top to bottom it was all pretty all pretty solid um yeah and like i you know i didn't really have many notes for people you know like as a judge they want you to like take notes and you know critique or whatever but i didn't really have a Were lot Were you supposed to like, get notes i mean i could give you notes if you want notes <laughs> i don't want to do notes on the show that's like fucking <laughs> but, insult to injury uh no but no i thought <laughs> i thought you did a great job um yeah. <laughs> yeah your your material was ready to go and you could tell that you had done those jokes before so it mm. wasn't something that you were just like well let me see if this is gonna work uh yeah was, the only brand new thing was that impression i tried at the end and I was like, eh, this only really works in a competition, so I might as well fucking give it a shot, yeah, exactly. you know? So, uh, yeah, but no, I don't think anybody, I think everybody came and brought their A game, and it was it was anybody's game last yeah, night. So I, I, don't think I had you, a lot of fun. If you uh, didn't advance, if you didn't advance in the competition, that is in no way a reflection on your abilities as a comic, uh, because it was it was anybody's game. Like, you all did great. Every one of you did a great job. Yeah, I just could resonate a little bit with that feeling you were talking about. Yeah. Where oh, even I if you do a good feeling. set and you've got like good pops going and everything, then if that isn't enough, you start getting in your own head the, that night or the next morning about like, yeah, like fuck, one night... man, am I really like not writing enough <laughs> jokes or like are people just not relating or like did I yeah. you know do this or that and you yeah. start and like then, you know, picking even yourself though, apart a little yeah. bit. And then and even then... if you don't want to, you start going, 
well, I was fucking funnier than they were. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I gotta and, be and, real careful not to do that shit because yeah. I love the yeah, comedy but, I mean, community. But that's a natural part. As long For as you're sure. not walking up to them and going, I was fucking better than you last night, you piece of shit. Yeah. Like, no, just keep it to yourself. Yeah. yeah like uh, one night the, I was... I, um, I had a maybe feature. it's self-deprecating, but oh, those yeah. thoughts I'd rather put towards like, hey, you fucked up this, or maybe you yeah. should have done this, than be like, that guy wasn't fucking funny. What's he doing going up there? Exactly, or, yeah. You it's, know? A, it's a big, you know, like one night I had a feature gig at the Lounge at the End of the Universe, and before that was the Pun Slam, which okay. uh, I've participated in a couple of times. I've won a couple of them, which is nice. Oh, nice. Um, but then the uh, the producer of that show was like, well, why weren't you? Why didn't you sign up for this one tonight? And I said, well, honestly, I don't like to lose. And if I had lost, that would have put me in a terrible frame of mind for this next show that I'm on. That I care about. That I'm doing. getting paid for. <laughs> yeah. You know that like they're paying me for my time. Yeah. So I have to, you know, be so in the I, right mind state, yeah. not just coming off a loss. Yeah. And she understood that and was like, oh no, that makes sense. I was like, yeah, like I don't, you know, I don't like losing. So I don't put myself in positions where I'm going to lose. Yeah. Because comedy is so subjective. Mm-hmm. Like you and I could get up there and do five minutes a piece. And there's going to be half of the audience that likes me more than you. And the other half is going to like you more than me. Well, that's and it all And it all depends on. <laughs> well, no, it, 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 it's true. It's true. Yeah, because... There's a lot of variables. You exactly. Know what I mean? Comedy like if I is get, subjective. If I get all vegan audience and then I start telling my vegan jokes, they're going to be like, fuck this guy and start throwing cabbage yeah. at me. You know, because <laughs> well, they always I mean, have I don't cabbage. Think, I don't think they bring cabbage. Do they bring cabbage with them? What are they going to vegans, vegans carry? Send in to uh, fridgefriends at gmail.com. Do you vegans carry cabbage with you? you to throw people we and want to know if not what other vegetables do you carry that's what other vegetables softer? do you carry that you're like ah, i can get rid of this one to teach somebody a lesson like yeah. what do you mean carrots it's idaho i mean maybe potatoes that's a little violent though that is a little <laughs> i feel violent. like that shit would hurt it's idaho so they've got potatoes you know what you're not wrong that's that's valid yeah. that's valid <laughs> it's biased but it's true i mean in but, eastern yeah. idaho they give kids a whole second week off after spring break just to pick potatoes really yeah for potato harvest because so many kids <laughs> would just get pulled out of school to do that anyway that they just started doing it when i lived in island park they told me about that and i was like no fucking way that's not They're like yeah potato harvest do you want to like work we got this place or that place i'm like i'm gonna go back to boise if i got a whole nother week off of school yeah I'm not gonna... somebody's got to keep bringing you guys weed out here <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Greyhound bus yeah. line. <laughs> he doesn't do that anymore. Yeah, I'm. Uh, any any parole officers out there listening? He doesn't do it anymore. You guys know I'm peeing in that cup. You know, <laughs> I, I'm off the drugs. But yeah, no, comedy is so subjective that like any on any given day, any one of us can win a contest just based on the energy in the room, the crowd that night. Like it's it's you know so, and it's hard not to kick yourself afterwards. But we all do it. And I'd rather not put myself in that situation. Yeah. Well, and you do a great job judging, too. Well, thank you. Then you get to do the roasting thing a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. But also, you get to build people up, which I know you like doing the I do. mentoring thing. No, I do. You're good at that, too. I do. And, and as one of the, you know, as one of the only people in town who's, like, still actively doing stuff, I feel like there's a part of me that, like, should be supportive and yeah. should should give you, you know, an attaboy every once in a while when you do something well or when I notice that a comic has improved from, say, the first time I saw them to 
three months down the line, you know, because it's, uh, you don't get a lot of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, I always appreciate the feedback and advice that you give me because I know that it's not just coming from some other guy who's in it the same amount of time as me (laughs) or someone who's like, I want you to do my show. So I'm going to fucking fluff your pillow, you know, like you're telling me straight up, this is what you're doing shitty. Stop doing that. And this is yeah. what you're doing good. So keep doing that. Yeah. Like keep well, working I mean, on it. You know, because at the end of the day, we're going to be on shows together. Right. And do I want, do I want the show to be good? Right. So if I, if, if someone's doing something and I'll always, I'll always be like, can I, you mind if I give you a piece of advice or can I give you a note if nobody asks me personally? Cause I don't want to just, I'm not just going to volunteer stuff to people because I hate when yeah. people do that to me. Yeah. Uh, but I think... It, like, but, hey, it would be funnier if you said it like this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like in a, you know, in a situation where I'm a... That's my favorite feedback. Yeah, in a situation where I'm a judge for something, it's a little bit different because that's my job is to sit there and critique what you're doing. Yeah. Um, and as somebody who's been doing it for a while, I have a certain amount of... And I, this is going to sound so pretentious. And I like a certain amount of expertise, I guess. And I hate that I even just said that because we're all, we, no, we should been, all be, we should all be learning every decade, day. So, well, yeah, but that doesn't make me any more qualified than anybody else. Because I mean, you could, you could be a comic who's been doing it for three years and you're in the right place at the right time. Yeah. And the next thing you know, you're off to the races, but and still I'm still, does give and I'm still going to my day job. Though. You know well, I mean? yeah, but I mean... Like, just because you you're not on the Home Improvement Channel doesn't mean you don't <laughs> know how to fucking build a house. You know what I mean? Like, that's fair. That's that's fair. And I just, you know, I just worry that I, I don't want to come off sounding like, like I think I'm better than anybody because I don't. No, I think uh, you're very humble. I try, you know. Uh, and because, again, we all have to see each other all the time and... We're going to be on shows together. And we're going to be working together. So I don't want, you know, I don't want anybody to think, well, this, this fucking asshole thinks he's better, blah, 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 you know? So yeah. I try to be supportive and build people up because, you know, I know that people need to hear that. Like, I need to hear it. So I know that other people need to hear it. Because none of us, I've been saying this for years, none of us are doing comedy because we're well-adjusted people. <laughs> yeah. Nobody's no. doing comedy well that's well adjusted. Yeah, yeah. Nobody nobody who has like nobody who has everything in life that they need decides I'm gonna get up on stage and seek validation from a room full of strangers. We all we all have something wrong with us where we need that external like because I mean it's a very narcissistic thing that we do. Yeah, definitely. To get on stage and like, all right, here's my opinions for the next half an hour. You guys listen to it, and you better laugh. Yeah, and exactly. Smile at me and give me some sort exactly, of because appreciation. If you, if you don't smile and laugh at the stuff that I'm telling you for the next week, I think about not killing myself. Like that's, <laughs> yeah. that's how it, that's how it is. That's how it goes. <laughs> because we all need that. That's why we do this. I made I made that um, that comparison when I was hanging out with BJ at the torch. Uh, I was like, "This what they do is no different than oh, what for sure. than what we're yeah. doing." They want they're, people to appreciate a different part of them. When exactly, they're but, or they're still, but they still want that you know, appreciation exactly. from strangers. Yeah, yeah, they go out there. They're we're working for laughs. They're working for tips. It's the same yeah. kind of a thing. And you know, we all anybody who's a performer, I think is where none of us are real especially the ones who are like really good 
at like like take a like a Robert De Niro, mm-hmm. right? Phenomenal actor, but he doesn't do well in like live situations. You know yeah. what I mean? So like there's like he's he's not good in I mean he's good because he's Robert De Niro, but like I mean, he's not doing stand up or exactly, improv. He's exactly. more of a behind the camera guy. Yeah, you yeah. know. So we've all got well, in something in front of the camera, but behind the yeah studio or mm-hmm. whatever. Well, we've all got something that we <laughs> need. Bad analogy. Yeah, and I, I, we could cut this part from the, um, but yeah, <laughs> just no. that analogy. You yeah, just cut that, that analogy. Everything else has been fine up to this point. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I don't. I think we're all maladjusted in some way, for whatever re- whatever that reason may be. Maybe you don't think you're tall enough. Maybe you didn't get hugged enough. Whatever the case. So uh, I try. Maybe you hugged too much because you are tall. Maybe, yeah. yeah. And, you know, and I I just, so I just try to, like, uh, be nice when I can. And I can be an asshole, too. But, like, that's in a, you know, you're a piece of shit type of situation. You know, like in a roast situation where we're just talking shit. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, You know. uh, But, yeah, I don't, I've lost my my point. Oh, you're totally fine. We're coming up on an hour here. Oh, anyway, wow. Okay. We're going to try to get headed out to that late night open mic, Blue City Comedy. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Late so, night uh, Saturday, baby. But I always want to give my guests the opportunity to plug upcoming shows, your social media, anywhere people could follow you at. I know you mentioned the Idaho Wrestle Club. Where yeah. else can people get a taste of Eric Cole? Uh, all right. So what do I have coming up? Uh, you said this is going to probably air after the uh, the show. Yeah, your tats so, show. So not this upcoming Wednesday, but either okay. the next Wednesday or the following one. Okay. So the latest so, it will be is uh, so the 25th see. of January. Okay. So uh, February 23rd. I will be uh, tentatively appearing, uh, opening for Aaron Woodall yeah. uh, in Star. Uh, March 9th and 10th, I'll be in Pasco and Kennewick. Uh, March 11th, I'm doing Hilarious at nice. Mad Swede downtown. Um, that's the more recent stuff. And then if you want to follow me on social media, I'm on Twitter at It's Eric Cole and on Instagram at Eric Cole Comedy, all one word for both of those and um yeah give me a follow maybe i'll follow you back maybe i won't who knows but it's but, worth the follow uh, but yeah, yeah yeah and um yeah and uh, wrestle club is also on facebook you can follow uh idaho wrestle club on facebook and instagram and i think it's on twitter at id wrestle club i think is the handle there i'm not 100 percent sure so if any of my wrestle club buddies are watching sorry guys um <laughs> but yeah, you uh, the best place to find them I think would be on either Facebook or Instagram. And okay. we and all our events stream live. So you if you can't make it to an event in person, you can watch on uh Facebook or YouTube um or Instagram. Oh, that's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah, and then if you're on the fence about going, you can check it out on YouTube or Facebook before you go. Yeah, absolutely. And nice. again, it's a it's a good time. So yeah, those are the at it's Eric Cole at Twitter, Eric Cole Comedy on Instagram. Yep. And as always, if you got any questions or comments or you want to be a guest on the show, email me at fridgefriendspodcast at gmail.com. And then to follow the podcast and all my social media and comedy pages, go to jakeamartin.com. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thanks for having me.